It's time for episode 222 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's ringing in the new year, all year. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I am joined for this first show of 2018 by my co-host, Mr. Micah Sargent. Hi, Micah. How you doing? Hello, Dan. I'm doing well. The bells are ringing as the new year starts, and uh, I am uh, off and away racing Excellent. down the year, of course. <laughs> well, it's 222. It's an auspicious show today. And if, as befits such an auspicious show, we have a couple of auspicious guests to help us kick off the new year. To my left, the co-host of many podcasts, including Analog here on Relay FM and Accidental Tech Podcast, Mr. Casey Liss. Hi, Casey. How you doing? Hello, I'm well. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year. Thanks for being here. Pleasure's mine. And to my left is editor at Mobile Nations and co-host of the iMore Show podcast. It is Lori Gill. How you doing, Lori? I'm doing well, thank you. 2018 is starting off pretty nice for me. Well, let's kick it off right away. Uh, you know, this is a show where occasionally, just once in a while, we like to talk about <laughs> Apple. Uh, I know most of our fans, you know, they really they really appreciate that. So let's start by saying, <laughs> what one change would you like to see Apple make to one of its products or its overall product line in 2018? Casey? You know, Dan, I don't like to be negative on podcasts, <laughs> so I'm going to say Apple's perfect and there's nothing they need to change. <laughs> but if I were hypothetically to say that there was something that needed changing... Can I just type on my phone and have it listen to me, please? Please? <laughs> Can that be a thing? Can I just type on the onboard keyboard and have actual English words come out the other end? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know when it was. I talked about this on ATP a few weeks back. But at some point in the last, I want to say, six months to a year, I don't know if it's a Casey problem, a phone problem, uh, or what. But before I got the iPhone ten, when I was still on the 6, 6S or 7 or whatever... I just found that I am incapable of typing a complete sentence without typos. And I've switched to uh, Gboard, whatever the Google keyboard is, and I'm now using swipe typing, which is better. But I found even on the Google keyboard when I hunt and peck, it really isn't a whole lot better, which makes me think this might actually be a Casey problem masquerading as, a, as an Apple problem. <laughs> but my word, I feel like in the last six months to a year... I have just become incapable of typing on my phone. And that's even leaving aside all the machine learning garbage that we've fought over the last few few months of, you know, randomly capitalized letters, oddly corrected phrases, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I would just very much be, I would love to be able to type on my phone, please, please. K Casey, you're not alone. It's not a you problem. I'm seeing it too. Just throwing that oh, out thank there. Thank goodness. I don't know. It's I think you guys problem. just have big banana fingers or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have problems. <laughs> oh, man. I, I love that. Um, well, I would have to say that uh, my the thing that I'd like to see them change is to make Siri on the Mac as powerful as Siri everywhere else, which I don't think is asking too much. Um, I would like for timers to work. I would like for uh, HomeKit to work. I would like for Siri to be just the same everywhere else as it is, or rather to be the same on the Mac as it is everywhere else. And uh, I think that, that would actually make me use it instead of just sort of knowing that it's there 
waiting and begging for me to 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 use it. It's sort of now that I've seen uh, the latest season of Black Mirror, I just picture Siri sort of <laughs> sitting in a room getting really sad because no one's paying any attention to it. And I would like for <laughs> Siri to come out and have a chat, but it can't because it's not powerful enough. Uh, Lori, what's what's your it, change for? It Apple? would actually be great if. If Siri across all devices were more like Siri on Apple TV, I feel like Siri on Apple TV is the best Siri. It's so <laughs> good at sort of like understanding what you're looking for and presenting you with options that make sense to you. So I think uh, Siri needs needs a little more Apple TV related love across all the devices. But for my favorite uh, product or what I would like Apple to to change in 2018, if anyone knows me, they know that I am a huge fan of the four-inch form factor for the iPhone, and I want the iPhone SE to be just as good as the premium line iPhones. Now, that being said, I have I am a huge iPhone 10 lover. I switched over, and I am not turning back. I will not get an iPhone SE no matter what they do to it, I think. Um <laughs> Because <laughs> I am in love with the iPhone 10, but there are still, I think the four, the four inch form factor is a brilliant and perfect phone size. And it makes me sad to see that Apple doesn't keep that form factor as updated as they could. Yeah, I like your idea of the different series, though, Lori. I want to see like a series, the series fighting. No, no, that one over there is the best series. You guys got up your game. <laughs> um, it's funny the Siri thing, Siri related stuff was my idea too. But I'll go with an alternate suggestion, which is the uh, I'd like to see a revision to the MacBook, as I'm sure many of us would, that might include a second port and just bring oh, it in yes. line with the rest of the MacBook Pro line in terms of you know supporting Thunderbolt three. Is it on the on the on its USB C ports? Uh, bringing that maybe like revising the keyboard a little bit again. You know, I think the MacBook is a cool looking machine, and I have been. I'm really impressed by the ones that I've seen in person, but I'm just, I'm still ringing out my 2014 uh, MacBook Air because it's just not, I'm not ready to make that jump, make that commitment to a machine that only has one single port on it. So I'm hoping for a real revision to the MacBook this year that I maybe walks back some of the design decisions that haven't been as compelling there because I think there's a lot of good machine in it. Uh, it just needs, needs a couple tweaks here and there. Um, so I'm sure all the Apple executives and engineers listening will pass that along thank you for your thoughts on that topic let's go to our second topic which comes from casey Liss. yeah so we all probably saw our families over the holidays and i was curious what's your best personal tech related story from over the holidays and that's kind of an ambiguous question so i'm gonna i'm gonna start out very rudely by answering my own question as i often do on this show uh, just kind of get your gears turning and what i thought was really cool was I had my grandparents, um, or, or I shouldn't say I had my grandparents, and I were at my parents' house, and somehow or another we got to talking about the my mom's childhood home that my grandparents had lived in for you know thirty forty years something like that, and I looked at it on Zillow just out of curiosity, and it turns out it happens to be for sale right now, and so I was able to sit my grandparents in front of my computer and take them on a kind of walk through their old home after it had been remodeled once or twice and so on. And I just thought that was really cool that, you know, from four or 500 miles away, we could look at their home as it's, as it sits today and see what's changed. What's the same. You know, oh, they never changed that God awful tile from the seventies or, Oh wow. The kitchen looks so much better, et cetera, et cetera. And I just thought that was really, really cool. So that that's to kind of get your gears turning. So Micah, what do you think? 
That that is a, a very sweet story. Um, I've actually, I think I've told the story here before, but I it still holds true that um, I'm very proud of of my grandma. Um, she has uh, in the beginning was sort of you know standoffish with certain technology, and over time has asked for some assistance in getting everything figured out. And now that she has things figured out, she's very on top of stuff and occasionally will surprise me with the things that she already knows and doesn't need uh, help with. And so uh, as of late, I uh, was able to help her figure out GIF keyboards. Oh, gosh, Casey's here. Doggone it. Um, <laughs> no, uh, GIF keyboards uh. and uh, Bitmoji. And so she and I exclusively communicate with those two, mostly Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, Star Trek animated moving images, um, nice. graphics interchange format images, well uh, and also uh, with Bitmoji, and it's just a delight. And so on New Year's Day, she sent me a Happy New Year Bitmoji, and um, I, I helped her figure out how to do the sort of screen effects that are uh. sort of buried on iOS. And I don't know, there's just, um, I, I'm like, s- swelled with pride and happiness that she just has no sort of fear about those things, because... Other family members are like, oh, no, I'm never going to learn that. I don't want to. She's, she just plows ahead and does it. And I think that's great. It's, that's so sweet. Um, my grandma would not even know what to do with a smartphone. So that's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, Casey, when you first said, um, what's your best tech-related story, I thought you were talking about sort of like the general public stories that took place over the holidays. And I was yeah, thinking, sorry. well, that's depressing. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to personal stories with my family, I do have a pretty good one that I think it's really simple. But um, uh, one of my family members got a new PlayStation 4 for Christmas, and he immediately set it up and immediately got trapped in this like First, you have to download this update, and then you have to download this other update, and then you have to sign into your account. And he kind of was going through all these steps, and at some point, he had created a PlayStation account, and then it kept saying, you have to be logged into your PlayStation account to access this this feature. But he was already logged in. His name was even showing up. And the tried and true option, have you tried turning it off and on again? Sure enough, it worked. When he turned it back on, everything was running smoothly. And let me tell you, everyone who's listening, seriously, have you tried turning it off and on again? (laughs) Try that before you do anything else. You'd be surprised at how many times that fixes a mistake. So Uh, true. Lori, I'm going to launch right off of that because I got a (laughs) uh, a text on New Year's Eve from my cousin's husband, who is, uh, we are pretty close and he's a, he's kind of a tech fan. Um, and he was saying, Hey, my, my internet went out. Can you give me a hand to get it back online? I'm like, well, it's New Year's Eve, real busy, but I'll I'll talk to you tomorrow if you haven't got it worked out. So sure enough, I, I get up at like nine o'clock on New Year's Day and I've got a text from him being like, yeah, I still can't get the internet working. (laughs) So I give him a call and we're like, I basically over the summer helped him set it up so that he didn't have to rely on his cable modem using its own router stuff and basically mm-hmm. just passed everything through to an, Air, uh, an apple airport router and for some reason it just wasn't getting online and so i spent you know half an hour with him 
online, like trying to do this all from like my memory and what I can find on Google because we're just talking on the phone. And eventually I was like, well, you know, sometimes these things are just really specific about the order that you unplug them and replug them. So we had them unplug <laughs> yeah. it all, replug it in. And sure enough, he's like, I can't believe this is working now. I swear I tried that five <laughs> times. Like, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta mutter the proper incantations and all of that. So yeah, I would Lori, turn it off and turn it on again. It's the only way to be sure. Yep. That's two topics down, which means it's halftime here at Clockwise. And to tell you about today's sponsor, Micah Sargent, take it away. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Squarespace. If you enter the offer code CLOCKWISE at checkout, you're going to get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace, folks. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea. And you get a unique domain, award-winning templates, and so much more. Whether you want to create an online store, a portfolio, or a blog, Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that and so much more. You don't have to worry about patches. There's nothing to install. There aren't any upgrades required. You don't have to worry about any of it because Squarespace has it all covered. You got award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help, and all of their templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I have talked about why I love Squarespace so much. It's because they're always up to date with the latest and greatest stuff. HTTPS support hit, and they said, hey, go in here and just flip a switch, and it's ready to go. That was awesome. Same thing goes for Apple Pay. It's just as soon as stuff comes out, or shortly after, you get an email and go in and you get to set it up so easily. Squarespace plans start at just 12 bucks a month, but you out there can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, you're going to use the offer code CLOCKWISE, and that's going to get you 10% off your first purchase. And of course, you'll be showing your support for our show. Thanks so much to Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. All right, that's halftime. Micah, kick us off for half two. I am just curious uh, if you could name one app or game that truly delighted you in all of 2017 and a brief little uh, diddly on, on why it was a delight for you. Lori, we'll start with you. I'm so glad that I get to go before Micah on this one because no! I have a feeling that he's going to have the <laughs> same game as me. Oh, darn it. My... <laughs> My delight for 2017 was, it's kind of a surprise in reality. It is the um, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. I'm sorry, Micah. I'm sure mm. that that was your choice too. Mm. Um, I, I'm mostly surprised by it because I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. And I am obsessed with this game. I play it all day long. <laughs> um, it's a, a fun little game based on the Animal Crossing game, um, which has been around since... I don't, 2006, I think it was, Micah, do you remember? Um, uh, yeah, and it's for a long time. It's been around for a long a time. A long time. Yeah. Uh, so in this particular game, you're sort of doing the same things that you do in, in the original um, Animal Crossing game. You co- you complete tasks for the little animals. And in ex- in this game, in exchange, they give you little um, materials that you use to create items that you put in your campground. And I love camping and I love Animal Crossing. And it's this fun little game that you could just play at, at you know, any any time of the day just for a few minutes or it could take you as much as a half an hour to get through the whole thing if you want and they're constantly updating adding new features adding new characters and it's really fun it's free to download and while they there are in-game currencies for you to buy i've played 
since I think I think I sideloaded it in October, and I have never once felt like I needed to put down any actual cash cash for anything. It's just a delight. Uh, I'm going to squeeze this one in because I think I got it right before the end of 2017, which is I bought a Switch, a Nintendo Switch Yay! at the end of 2017. Uh, <laughs> and I bought only one game for it, and it's probably not the one you're expecting. It's Mario Kart uh, 8 ah, Deluxe. Oh. oh, did I steal oh, that from no. you, Casey? Yes, I feel awesome now. And it's uh, I got that because it's sort of a tradition in my in my family. We often play Mario Kart on Christmas. Um, but it's also one of the one of the games that uh, I've really gotten my girlfriend into because she had been playing Mario Kart when she was uh, in college and hadn't played since then. And I think it's probably one of the few titles I got that would really sell her on having a uh, another console in the house. So we've been playing it pretty consistently since then. And last night uh, she beat me for the first time, and I've never seen her so happy. <laughs> the dancing around the living room was a bit much, uh, but it was well earned. It was well earned. So that's my top game of 2017. Damn, (laughs) so angry at you right now. Um, I was going to choose Mario Kart and very, very, very briefly uh, for all the reasons basically that you enumerated. uh, It is uh, Mario Kart on the Switch is such an unbelievably fun game to play uh, in group settings. And so I have a couple of links that I'll try to make sure get in the show notes. One, a tweet of me playing at work with some friends of mine, which was super fun. And another of me playing actually within WWDC, I'd set up um, with a few, well, a couple of friends and a few random people. Hey, let's play a round or two Mario Kart inside Dub Dub, which was super fun. Now that that's been stolen, Dan, <laughs> um, I, you know, it's, it's a, kind of a lame choice, but I really do mean it. Um, the app D-U-E, do, um, mm, I, mm-hmm. I really don't care for like to do management or anything like that. I don't use OmniFocus. I don't use things. I'm one of those weirdos, kind of like Jason Snell, actually, who typically is more of a calendar-oriented person than a to-do manager kind of person. But I have really gotten into using Do for periodic reminders or to force myself to actually follow through on something. So as an example, I needed to call uh, my mechanic this morning because there's uh, my airbag for my car is in, like everyone else's cars. And... I knew that if I didn't have an app that would continually nag me and say, no, really, you need to call the mechanic. No, really, you need to call the mechanic. Then I would never do it. I would just put it aside. And so do DUE is really great about if you and you can choose not to, but if left to its own devices, it will nag you every five minutes and say, hey, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? And I actually love that because that forces me to actually listen similar things with like taking out the trash every Friday or the recycling every other week. And it's very, it's got very robust support for doing periodic reminders on kind of kooky schedules. And so I really have enjoyed that. And, and I know that's a kind of lame answer and a very nerdy answer, but it's really made my world better. And if you don't like that answer, blame Dan, cause he stole mine. <laughs> I disagree. I love list making apps so much that I will be downloading this immediately after this podcast is over. I don't think that was lame at all. Redeemed. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> uh, I mean, to, to back that up, I, Do is is my app. I like I have to take medicine every day, and I have other things that I have to remember to do. And yeah, I I, I heart Do and have hearted it for some time. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, the thing I was going to say was Animal Sorry. Crossing Pocket Camp. Um, I'm just quickly going to say, like, I am not a gamer in any sense. I typically don't keep games on my iPhone at all. I don't 
play console games or anything like that. Um, but ACPC has stuck around for some reason. Uh, that reason being that it's very fun and I do enjoy it. Um, and I'm one animal away from having all of the animals invited to my camp. Yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> so I play it too much. But uh, the other thing that I would um, add to the list, I guess, is an app called Diddy. It's very, very, very silly and sort of bizarre, but it was a delight. Um, and I've sent Diddies to my friends. Essentially, what you do is you type in any sentence that you want to, and it'll sort of show you a little meter at the bottom. Okay, you've hit as many words as you can. And it takes those words and it turns them into a song. So it like has vocoders built in that will sing the song to whatever, you know, music track you want to you want to put it to that they've got on the system. And so it comes up with some very ridiculous things. And it's just a lot of fun. So if you're looking for something sort of goofy and bizarre, uh, look up the app called Diddy, D-I-T-T-Y, and give that a try because it's 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 pretty hilarious what, what you can come up with. So thank you all for your answers. Let's move on to Lori. Yeah, so um, I'm getting a little, little bit deeper here. I just recently um, decided that I wanted to put Windows on my Mac, and um, I'm trying to decide which is better for me. And if I get everybody else's advice, it might work. And maybe you haven't done this yet. Maybe it's something you've thought about but haven't done. But um, have you dual-booted um, a separate operating system on your Mac, or have you used a virtual machine? Do you dual-boot or do you virtual machine? Uh, the short answer, neither right now, but I've done both in the past. Uh, okay. And I think for me, it comes down to what exactly I need the dual boot for. If it's something that's performance heavy, um, a game, for example, like a modern-ish game, then, then dual booting is definitely the way to go. You don't lose any of the sort of speed hits that you get with uh, virtualization. But beyond that, I mean, when I say speed hits, the virtualization stuff has gotten so good in the past decade that honestly, a lot of other stuff that you do, uh, if it's not like super graphics intensive, works pretty great in virtualization. And it saves you the trouble of having to uh, boot into a different partition every time you want to use something in Windows. You can just fire up the app right there. Uh, and in fact, I think, and it's again, it's been a while since I've done this, but I think you can actually even create a boot camp partition and then use that as the basis for a virtual machine with some of the software. So it saves you having to like, you can have like, you can have your cake and eat it too. Just, <laughs> uh, so yeah. And I, I highly recommend both, uh, both fusion and parallels are, are really solid apps and impressive. I mean, the idea when you first started being able to like run a windows program, like right next to all your Mac programs, it feels both a little heretical and just incredibly technologically advanced at the same time. Yeah, my um my prior life was actually doing Windows development and I was doing that on a Mac for the last few years of that portion of my career. And uh when I did that, I did that using VMware Fusion, which I really really liked um and I haven't used it in a few in a couple of years now because I'm now doing iOS development, which I don't need Windows for. But I had very good experiences with VMware Fusion. The only thing that was a little alarming is right around the time two years ago when I didn't need it anymore, um, some other company bought either VMware or the Fusion portion of VMware. That company was based out of China, which is mildly alarming, depending on how thick your tinfoil, tinfoil hat is. 
Um, <laughs> so that's up to you to make those decisions. But as of two years ago, which I know is quite a long time ago in the tech world, I really liked VMware Fusion and had really good experiences with it. And I'll echo what Dan said, that I have had plenty of people that have used uh, Parallels and have had equally good experiences with that. Um, I was just going to say, it's good that Casey was on on this episode whenever you're asking this question. <laughs> uh, I have no experience with this other than um, one time when I had to dual boot for a uh, uh, an Ethernet switch that required Windows in order to Weird. do some of the smart functionality. It would not run on macOS for some reason, um, and it didn't have a web portal. It was a very odd situation. So uh, at, at that point, I just dual booted and, and used it that way. But um, I am certainly not the expert in, in those matters. <laughs> and so, yeah, I would say look to the others on the show for some some better advice. Micah, under that particular circumstance, I guess a virtual machine might have actually been a better solution for you. You wouldn't have had to partition exactly. your hard drive to get there. <laughs> so I I just I've, I'm I'm step one in this process. I have I'm using um, Parallels right now with um, Windows, and I'm enjoying it. It's wonderful. It runs great. It, it's smooth. Um, step two is going to be to dual boot. Um, I've done this before with um, a Mac uh, beta operating systems, but now I'm going to actually put. Uh, put a Windows 10 on my on my machine, so we'll see which one I like better on that one. I part part of the reason I want to do this is is for video games that um, I can't play on Mac. So I think in the end, I'm going to choose the dual boot. I'm going to partition my hard drive and put Windows on that and keep it that way, just because it's probably going to work better for me for the games. But what I love about using virtual machines is Windows just appears as if it's like a a a window. <laughs> so everything that I need access to on my Mac is still there for me. I don't have to switch over to a different drive. It's all there. All I do is reduce the window, go back, use my Mac, come back, use use the virtual machine to run Windows with whatever I'm doing. And it's really a pleasant experience. I like it a lot. All right, that's four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. And to tell us about the sponsor of this week's bonus topic, I'll turn it over to Micah. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by our dear friends at Casper. Casper is the company that's focused on sleep, and it's dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. Now, get this. You spend a third of your life sleeping. If you spend a third of your life doing anything, you'd want to make sure it's as best as it possibly can be, and that's why you need Casper. Casper mattresses are perfectly designed for humans, which I think many of you are, with engineering to soothe and support your natural geometry. It's got all the right support in all the right places. So what goes into making a Casper mattress so comfortable? Well, they've got multiple supportive memory foams for quality mattress with just the right sink and bounce. You may have heard that before. And Casper mattresses are designed and developed in the U.S. And their breathable design helps to regulate your body temperature throughout the night. That is a big one, like getting hot and sweaty. With over, with over 20,000 reviews and an average rating of 4.8 stars, Casper is quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress. And you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial, delivered directly to your door. And of course, if for any reason you don't love it, Casper has a hassle-free return policy. 
talked about it before. I have the Casper sheets, the Casper mattress, the Casper bed, the Casper box, the Casper <laughs> everything but the uh, pet beds and the kitchen sink, the Casper kitchen sink. I love my Casper stuff. I love the pillows, the sheets, all of it. And I love the fact that I'm not like sleeping on this hot sink in mattress that just makes you miserable at night. So start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. You can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash clockwise and using the code clockwise at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's casper.com slash clockwise with the offer code clockwise. Thanks so much to Casper for their support of this show. I think it's time for the bonus question. All right. So briefly, do you make New Year's resolutions? And if so, what did you resolve to do this year? And if not, what are you most excited about doing in 2018? Casey? Oh, this was going to be so simple when I would just say no and pass it on to the next person. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't typically do New Year's resolutions, um, but I will say that I started running uh about three times a week. Well, I guess I should really say shuffling my feet with some amount of quickness. Um, <laughs> and and I started doing that, I don't know, three or four months ago. And outside of the fact that it's been literally six degrees Fahrenheit here lately, um, I have been pretty religious about it. And once the weather gets to at least marginally bearable, I, I am looking forward to hopefully continuing to do that before I get on with my day. One thing that I will be paying more attention to this year is uh, consumption of necessary foods for energy. Um, I, in, in, in 2017, didn't pay much attention to um, eating, uh, as I am wont to do usually, and so have, have spent the year not eating enough in many cases and dealing with like low blood sugar issues and uh, running, low, running nearly on empty. So 2018 is going to focus on like making sure that each day I get the energy that's required to keep trucking along. I'm the exact opposite of Micah. I spend too much time <laughs> eating. <laughs> um, I, you know, I make New Year's resolutions every year and I break them every year and it's kind of funny to me. So um, this year, my New Year's resolution is to stick to my New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're, they're always the same, you know, eat better, exercise, um, spend less time on the screens and more time in real life with family, all that kind of normal stuff that everybody does. But I usually get about two months in and then drop them. So <laughs> this year, my New Year's resolution is to keep my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I My goal in 2018 is uh, I got into, uh, started getting more into baking last year. So I want to bake more stuff this year, Please. which I think also requires a commensurate resolution to work out more, because um, that's how that works. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's the end of the show. All that remains is for us to thank our guest, Casey List. Thanks so much for being here. The pleasure is always mine. Thank you so much, guys. And Lori Gill, thanks for stealing my answer and for being here. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, and Micah, we've got a bunch of exciting shows ahead for 2018. But until next week, we'll just remind everyone, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock.